Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion with today's top business leaders on topics to keep busy professionals informed. Today we have in the studio Ron Kripe, Jim Dixon, and Tom Meyer. And I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. I think it's safe to say that at this time last year, no one could have predicted the year we were going to have in 2020. We have been witness to the most globally significant event in our lifetime, the coronavirus pandemic. We have all been affected by the clutches of this virus. We at Equus have not been immune from the effects. We have had to rethink, retool, and reimagine our roles as leadership consultants. What has become evident over the last several months has been the need for people with strong, positive leadership skills. And we have been blessed over this past year to have worked with many clients who have not only demonstrated those values of leadership, but have been pioneers in leading their organizations through this new wilderness. So, as our final podcast of 2020, we wanted to reflect on the victories some of our clients have experienced in finding new ways to continue the leadership conversation. Our clients made that shift very quickly on what can I do, not just to survive the pandemic, and did some fantastic things. Tom, you've got a really good example with the Indiana Apartment Association. Equus is the facilitating company uh, for the Indiana Apartment Association's leadership series. We took that over several years ago. And um, if you're a member of the Apartment Association, mm-hmm. then you can go through their open enrollment leadership course. Right. The old model was in-person sessions once a month, culminating in a retreat mid-year. And, and it's a great program. Um, but the value of that program is the relationships that they build with each other in the room, it, which is always right. the value of the programs that we brought to the table. You know, we, we, we love being at the front of the room, but we also help facilitate those relationships in the room and and creating the time for that. And um, so they came to me and said, oh, my gosh, we can't we can't have people in the space. We've got to figure out how to retool this. How how, are you comfortable with that? And I I, quite honestly was like, well, uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to I'm going to (laughs) be I've got to learn the technology and not just the technology, but we had to learn how to facilitate in a virtual environment. And which isn't a challenge in and of itself, but but the challenge is making sure that you're authentically coming through in that medium in a way that allows the relationships to foster. It can't become another uh, website webinar right. because that's not the that's not what we bring to the table. So we retooled. Um, we learned a lot of stuff. And in the last half of, of that engagement you know was successful we 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 kept everyone that started with us all the way through to the end and next year we're looking at you know switching that up and doing some pieces virtually but um yeah it was it was move on turn on a dime yeah well in in kudos to the leadership at the indiana apartment association for Mm -hmm. you know making that decision that you know that that program was important enough for them that they problem solved it there was a lot of people at the beginning of the pandemic that said oh we just can't do that right and right and, and they you know everything stopped yeah um but in, in this last several months there have been a couple other areas and jim i'm going to turn to you a little bit because you had an opportunity earlier this year to work with a client that was involved in a 
an executive search in the middle of a pandemic, trying <laughs> to replace one of your top executives when you had a very diverse board that is spread all over the country and they really did a fantastic job in, in pulling that together. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, one of the services that we render a lot is assisting companies, uh, clients, on uh, selection of executives. And we've had the occasion before where Tom has worked with another organization about uh, selecting a new chief operating officer. And in this particular example you're looking at is one of our other clients now has uh, uh, asked for assistance, if you will, in selecting a chief executive officer. Well, the challenge, though, is COVID. How do we do it in the uh, time of COVID? We know how to do it before. Well, we have a lot of face-to-face you know, interaction. We have a lot of interviews and all that type of thing. Well, again, I'll go back to I was very proud of this client because they came to me and used creative and innovative thinking and in, in kind of applying and saying, how are we going to relate this to the board? The board already trusts you. So we're going to select you to help us out with this. In essence, it was for me to partner with this individual to help them with a process that will add value and will create uh, a solution to the challenge that they have for selecting a CEO and not just putting it off because they couldn't put it off because it was actually going to be detrimental to the organization if they put it off. Right. Post-COVID, they couldn't do that. So we came up with a solution that would allow us through virtual techniques and through some operational individual techniques that we used to do things uh, that would allow them to select a new CEO, which they did. Shifting my gears from participant to moderator. Okay. You have had a lot of experience in managing or leading development programs within uh, your um, company and within your... So what have you seen that has been really good from a company perspective for programs as far as development is concerned of the individuals in your world? One of the things that I, I think I get more excited about is there are pockets within pockets within my own organization and I've seen pockets within other organizations that um, and I think Tom used the word earlier that are committed to development of the individual employee and and see the long-term benefit um, I think there are folks who are saying you know, and put it in the context of the pandemic, who are saying this pandemic is short term. It's we will get through it. We'll it's there is a backside to it, and we need to be ready when we emerge from the backside of this pandemic. And our employees have to have the tools and the resources to make our organization successful whatever that looks like at the end of this. So there is a commitment to that development process. Absolutely. And we've seen that throughout 
the COVID yeah. since it started in March. Very impressive. These yeah. companies have stayed committed to staying in touch. Yeah. You know, staying in communication is so crucial. I think that was one of our first challenges was how do we stay connected? Right. You know, we started doing this podcast. We started doing the video uh, segments right. Tom was doing. And the, and the whole point was staying relevant, just like everybody else is, you know, out there working. Uh, stay relevant. And, and that means, you know, offering value. And I look back and, you know, 90% of our clients stayed the course as far right. as is developing. And then what we learned on a lot of these uh, virtual sessions is that people need it more now than ever. One environment is people absolutely believe in what we do. You know, they are on board. These are our clients that stayed with us through COVID. You know, they understand because they've seen firsthand the longer term effect of building their bench, building their leadership brand, um, and, and helping people backfill those positions, you know, when we're in an environment where people retire and they leave and all of that is important. So they, so they get it. They totally get it. They buy in and they give us the leeway to do the work that we do, which is part work, part really deeply connecting with people to figure out what mm-hmm. they're struggling with. The ones that are in the middle, these are the ones that end up being converts. They're not suspicious of what we're doing, but they just don't have a, a, an opinion of it. It's like, well, I don't know if it works or it doesn't work, but you know, she's telling me she's selling more, so I just have to assume that what you're doing, right. I've got a manager that I'm working with right now, and, and we had a, a very high producer that had some issues, and we're working on those issues, and she's doing an amazing job, and he's like, I'm seeing results. So that's the middle bucket, third bucket. They don't believe it works or they don't believe it's necessary or they don't believe there's enough ROI to justify paying someone to sit and talk to us. And added to that, I, you know, it it goes to the, I would rather have a converted disciple any day. Absolutely. Because they're, they see it uh, after it's happened. So a convert is one of the most valuable people that we can have in our programs, in our coaching. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love disciples, but converted disciples are even richer. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of brought to my mind is why would we be surprised that our clients have stayed committed through COVID? Because oh, sure. over the years, at some point, we said, we only want to work with people who are in the first two buckets. Yes. Whether they're completely on board, God bless them, or or the converts. That's exactly what Peter Block said in his book, Flawless Consulting, 100 years ago. They posed that question to him. What do you do with the clients that don't believe what you're doing? Prove to me the ROI. Prove to me the numbers. And Peter Block said... He said, my answer is very simple. It, this, is not, it, this is not a metricized conversation. This is a values-based conversation. You either believe it's important to develop your people or you don't. And if you don't believe that level of development, and I'm not talking training, I'm talking development. If you don't believe that level of development of your people is important or worth the investment, there is no metric I can put in front of you that will change your mind. So he said, I quite honestly, I walk the other way and look for clients in bucket one or bucket two. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I, I, you know, when I was preparing for this, things we learned, stay committed and belief in their organization. Mm -hmm. There is, 
so to answer your question, Jim, you know, what, what do I see in, in not just my organization, but in a lot of the organizations that we, we deal with, there is a core belief in the values of their organization. Thank you, Jim, Ron, Tom, for today's conversation. This was definitely a year to remember, and I want to end our podcast today by thanking all of our clients for your creativity, your insights, and most importantly, your friendship. And to our loyal listeners, thank you for being a part of the conversation. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.